Hey guys, welcome to my show. This is Coaching Out Loud with Danielle Powell. This month is Black History Month. In honor of Black History Month, I will be doing a segment called Pay It Forward. I will be interviewing people who will give you the tools on how to pay it forward in your lives, in your communities, at the workplace. If we do not celebrate ourselves, celebrate who we are, celebrate our communities, our ancestors, our leaders, celebrate our accomplishments, our faith, determination, and our heroes, who will celebrate us? Stay tuned for a great show. Welcome to Coaching Out Loud with Danielle Powell. I am your host and your coach, Danielle Powell. Today, we have a very special guest on my show. She's all the way from the amazing island of Barbados. She is a youth leader, college student, and she's very active in her community. Welcome to the show, Roshana Jones. Thank you very much, Danielle. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Yes, yes. Thank you for being a part of my Black History segment, Paying It Forward. And that's what you are doing. I'm so proud of you. Last year, you know, we came to speak to um, some of the girls in Barbados through your organization. And it was wonderful. And now you have elevated into some great position, which we will talk about later. So tell me. Yes, please. Yes, so tell me, what is the United Leaders of Barbados? Well, the United Youth Leaders of Barbados is actually an an 11-year youth empowerment charity. So basically, we equip young people with the skills necessary to undertake projects that cater to the um, problems that they face in their communities and also provide a platform so young people can have a voice. Wow, that's awesome. So what is your new role in the United Leaders of Barbados? Well, recently I've been elected as president of the organization. And basically I'm the face of the entire organization, but behind the scenes in terms of getting everyone in a cohesive form in order to basically carry out our mandate for the year and achieve our goals and also to bring more people to the organization and empower other young people throughout our country and also regionally as you would have seen that we also um conduct the caribbean youth leadership retreat which this year we had participants from dominica and saint kate's and saint vincent so our mandate really is to empower all young people from all walks of lives and just to change the lives of young people wherever we can or however we can. That's amazing. And I'm still so proud of you because I remember last year you were actually a member and now you're the president. Your hard work has paid off. Yes. Amazing. Very much so. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to the journey. Yes. And just taking it as it goes. Yes. Yes, definitely. So how does your organization empower the youth in Barbados? Well, we do 
a lot of projects, I must say, including Feed the Homeless or The Last Fortunate. We do gully cleanups. We also do a, a, a number of sessions, which you and your sister would have been a part of last year in terms of Girl Power Hour, mm -hmm. where we empowered young females to, to break the barriers and see themselves as entrepreneurs and just to not be afraid of being leaders in general in terms of the various projects we also we, we are a youth organization led by young people so yeah. basically when you give young people a voice and give them position and then they're able to create change on their own and work together i mean that is very impactful and that is a way that we really that is a, one of the ways that we that we use to basically empower young people in the organization and outside of the organization yes yes and i must say when we came to speak to you guys it was so organized you guys were so young and just so empowered and just yeah. so you guys did a great job so i would yeah. like to commend you to keep doing the great work so how does your time to your community enrich your life Honestly speaking, it can be hard, but it's all a sacrifice. And I guess when you recognize that it is not only about self, it is about impacting others and having an influence on someone else's life, it really changes you. In terms of my skills, I am not yet in the workforce because I'm now at the University of the West Indies, mm -hmm. but I have gotten some skills by just planning projects and working with other people that would give me a head start among my peers. And I mean, that is very crucial in a competitive market because everyone can have a college degree, but can you make a difference in your community? Can you practice good time management? You, you get what I'm saying? So that is really an important part of my volunteerism on my life and recently i've been awarded the national youth hero 2018 and i wasn't expecting it yeah. but an important part is that when you enjoy what you do you don't really look for recognition so that really took me by surprise but it also propelled me and gave me more confidence to yeah. continue what i am doing although it may be hard and although it may be hectic with my schedule but at the end of the day, at least it would influence someone else. Yeah. So that's basically. Powerful, powerful points. Yeah. Thank you for that. So it looks like we're almost out of time, but I have one more question. Since we are celebrating yeah. Black History Month, what are some of the leaders who inspire you to do the work you are doing today? Some of the leaders. I would have to go home to Barbados and yeah. say the Prime Minister, the Honorable Mia Moore Motley. I must say because she's a female and our first female Prime Minister at that. Yes. So we, the last time we had a female pre um, president of UILB would have been say about four years ago. Mm. So this is, and, and this is the second, I'm the second female president of united youth leaders of barbados so seeing a woman actually break barriers and be able to lead 
I mean, that is really inspirational for me. And it gives me more confidence and a feeling that, you know, we as women can do this together and we can have a big impact just as our counterparts do in terms of males. But just to keep pushing for what I want to achieve and Mm -hmm. also to um, take into consideration the persons around me so that we can together cohesively and unitedly um, create a better change and a better tomorrow for the young people. Yes, I totally agree. Because I was so excited when I heard that she became the prime minister. It was very encouraging. And just like woman power, yes, we're taking our seats at the table. Very much. So we're bringing our seats at the table. If it isn't there, we we are taking that to, you know, make sure that we are up there. So it's really, really something big. Yes, we're bringing the whole role. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. So another question, what advice would you give to youth who are looking to get involved in their community? What I will say, honestly, and this is very important, for me as well and i think it would be valuable for other young people although you may have other commitments and although you may be looking to i guess better yourself the overall goal what is to influence other young people and take them on your journey mm-hmm. because in terms of assisting other young people and trying to create change, you change automatically in your whole self-development. So just look to make a positive change wherever you go, regardless of the sacrifices you may have to make, because at the end of the day, that may change someone's life. And even if it is one life, it is very important and it is worth it. So just go just do whatever you put your mind to do wholeheartedly and also look to serve others while you are doing it because at the end of the day, it is going to develop your, yourself, your aid in your holistic development. And that is something that is crucial for young people all over the world. Yes, thank you. That was some amazing points. And before you leave, where can they find your organization? Where can they find you, social media? Yes, please. So (laughs) we are United Youth Leaders of Barbados. You can find us on Instagram, UIL Barbados, or you can find us on Facebook, United Youth Leaders of Barbados. You can like and follow follow us for updates. We also have an email, uylbarbados at gmail.com. So just follow us, send us a message, and we surely would keep you up to date on our journey going forward for the year and maybe how you could even get involved with our organization. So thank you so much, Daniel, yep. for having me yes, thank here. You. And surely we are United Youth Leaders of Barbados. We are open to having you at any time and looking forward to having more partnerships with you. Yes, yes, and and your sister continue the fabulous work that you are doing in the lives of many people Mm -hmm. around the globe. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, we will be coming back to Barbados very soon. So we will connect about that. (laughs) But listen, what we do here at Coaching Out Loud podcast, I have the power minute. And you're full of so much inspiration and empowerment. So for one minute, give some inspiration to my listeners. Well, what I will tell you listeners, first of all, Life is going to be rough at some points in time, but you must be able to push through it. I mean, God has been good to me, and I'm a Christian as well. Yeah. But an important part is keeping God first. And once He is at the forefront of your life, everything else will fall in place. Struggles may come and tribulations may come, but that all is in your development. And it, it makes you better as a person. And believe it or not, these obstacles that you may be facing right now at this point in time are very small. And when you, when you get over these obstacles and you go on to better things, you will look back and you say, you know what? Had this not happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. So don't look at, look, look at it as just something that is bad and, you know, I can't do this. But look at it from a point of view that in the future, this will be something I can look back on and say, you know what? This made me who I am today. And for that, I am grateful. Wow. Thank you so much, Rashana, for joining on my show today. You gave great insight for youth and just people in general about how they could get involved in their community. So thank you again for joining Coaching Out Loud podcast. Certainly a pleasure. Anything, anytime. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the last segment. Next up, we have Ty Roxen. He helps change makers communicate effectively with impact he's a three-time ted talk speaker stay tuned for an awesome segment coaching out loud with danielle powell i am your host and your coach danielle powell today i have a very special guest Teo roxanne he's originally from nigeria he grew up in five countries and four continents He is a storyteller, consultant, global leader, entrepreneur, media personality. He is a speaker. He spoke at TEDx three times. He spoke at the United Nations, World Bank, and a host of other places around the world. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Danielle. That was a very, very warm welcome. I really appreciate the kind words. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. So at the age of 22, you had a near-death experience. Can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, it's a fateful day. August 22, 2012, a day I'll never forget. I was uh, driving home uh, in from work actually and I, I lived in Virginia at the time so I was driving home from work in my burgundy Toyota Camry because I was driving a burgundy Toyota Camry at the time 
And I remember getting to the part where the road merged into the highway, and so I accelerated like I was supposed to, and then I sped up to 60 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, as I was cruising in my lane, I saw that my lane got cut into half because the neighboring car, the, the car that was on the neighboring lane, had lost control. Uh, I guess the tires were coming loose a little bit. And so I started to swerve out of the way so I didn't get hit. But in the process, I smashed into the left guardrail. Boom, one car, boom, two cars, boom, right guardrail, and back to the left guardrail. And this time it hit the left guardrail with such impact that the car lifted up and it was about to flip over the bridge. But as it, as it reached the height, it came back down. And I remember thinking to myself as, a, as all this was happening, like, wow, this is about to be it. And I haven't done anything I said I was going to do in my life. I haven't done anything. Wow. And so, you know, as those moments, you know, typical, as is typical of those moments, you know, your adrenaline kicks in simultaneously. And so I slammed my brakes, and I somehow managed to get out of the car and escape. But there were two other cars hit, and my car was completely totaled. But the fact that I was unharmed uh, physically really, uh, really, really shocked me. But it was also my wake-up call, and it was a yeah. catalyst for me moving to New York City and then uh, pursuing my dreams. Wow, awesome. What an amazing testimony. And now you know your purpose. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. And it's funny, yeah. I've always had an idea of what I wanted to do or in terms of mm-hmm. the bigger idea. It was right. It was more when you come to terms of the fact that, um, wow, okay, um, life yeah. is fleeting, uh, and mm. if you don't see the moment, uh, it could go away from you. So, yeah. Yes. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you consider yourself a third culture kid. You grew up in mm-hmm. five countries and four continents. So tell me, how was your experience growing up in different countries? It was pretty interesting. Um, it was, you know, I, I always, anyone that listens to me will hear me always say I was this skinny Nigerian kid with a thick Nigerian accent in a French-speaking country in an American international school going through puberty. So that was my 10-year-old self. And a lot of times when you, you find yourself uh, moving uh, in and out of those type of environments, you, you you have an identity crisis. You know, I just left Nigeria. We had transitioned from civilian uh, from military to civilian role, and so I was finding myself. And as I was finding myself, I was also uh, I had a bit of an inferiority complex just because I was amongst all these differences and a lot of uh, differences, especially when you're middle school, are emphasized more as like, oh, this is superior, this is better. And so I I really went through this process where I had to learn how to love myself. Uh, in yeah. spite of difference. But, yeah, it wasn't initially easy. But uh, as I grew older, I started to really see the value of what it means to be, you know, a proud Nigerian um, mm-hmm. in the context of the global world. Because right? I remember I used to sort of, like, hide aspects mm-hmm. of that. I would, like, say don't mm-hmm. – because people couldn't pronounce my first full name. I'd be like, ah, just call me my last name. Or right. I, I think, like, I, try I, think try. I messed up on that. <laughs> Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, I'm fine with it, but Tayo is short for Aki Tayo, and so people will be like, Aki, okay, okay, and I'm like, just call me Rock. And so, and so I just got there, and then uh, I remember one time there was a kid that was a grade ahead of me, and he had pointed at my hair and said, why is your hair so weird, and it's so curly? And I remember, you know, when you're 10 or 11, you're like, oh, gosh, this guy's right. I have a weird hair. And I went back home, and I wanted to to have it straight. And my mom had to explain to me 
that, you know, mm-hmm. that's not my texture. <laughs> and right. so all those little things were, were happening, but um, I'm very grateful for those experiences because it really allows me to connect with uh, with the world today, and it feeds, it feeds into what I do today, which is helping people connect across cultures. I think a lot of times when yes. we're exposed to differences, we've sort of made it look less than, uh, you know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, the idea whether it's colorism, whether it's racism, whether any of the isms, is we're superior, we're better. And so mm-hmm. the fact that I was able to come uh, through that and really find myself is really uh, uh, beneficial for me. So I, uh, I love the experience. Wow, that's awesome. What an incredible childhood. And this brings me to the next question. So how do you get hmm. in the business of teaching others how to communicate? Well, it started with my podcast uh, back in 2014 uh, when, I, when I moved here. I, was, I think I just started, like, my second semester of my MBA program. And um, I really, I've always, you know, Oprah Winfrey and Nelson Mandela are my biggest influences, the late Nelson Mandela. And I'd loved, I've always loved what Oprah has done with the platforms. And so uh, I'm an avid podcast listener, and I was, I was sitting at, a, at an event that Aaron Huffington was speaking at, I just remember saying to myself, why don't I just launch a podcast to talk about my experiences, like all these stories that, I, that I've had. You know, the, yeah. I'm sure that I can find a community of people that have grown up in similar ways, and why don't I try to be a voice for them? And so I started looking at other third culture kids. And for those listening, third culture kids are uh, people that spent the formative periods of their lives outside of the parents' cultures. So missionary mm-hmm. kids, diplomatic kids, army brats, things like that, uh, people like that. So... Um, yeah, I started the podcast, and then as I did that, I became more confident with my voice. I started writing more about my experiences. Um, some people in different organizations, like maybe the World Bank or people, someone picked it up and said, hey, we, we heard one of your interviews. Would you come speak uh, to fellow diplomatic kids here? Uh, I feel like they would learn something from you. Um, I mean, it's like this weekend, but I don't know if short notice, and we don't really pay, but if you come, it would be great. And I was like, oh, that's the World Bank. I'll come. And so... <laughs> Uh, I headed over to D.C., but, and once I got there, I saw that it was uh, something I loved doing, and I started to pursue it more intentionally after that. So, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. You're doing a great job. When I saw you at the U.N., I was blown away. I was like, I have to connect with this guy <laughs> in the future. <laughs> when they kept cutting me off. <laughs> I know. I was like, let him talk. I was like, oh, okay, I guess, yeah. Yes, no, no, thank you. (laughs) No, Um, no problem. So your mission statement is to use your difference to make a difference. How can people apply this statement to their lives? Well, for me, the mission statement is basically the foundation of everything I do. I say it at the end of my podcast all the time, and use difference to make a difference is as much a personal um, um, affirmation of, of, of pride as it is a, a call to action to celebrate diversity. So I want people to recognize their individuality and understand that, that there's something be, uh, beautiful about that. Uh, you know, and when I was telling you about my early, early experience, I needed to learn that me being different was actually incredible uh, and not, it didn't make me less than. But I think a lot of times we, we have sort of promoted environments that make it feel like if you're different, um, you're inferior. And then... Um, yeah. To make a difference is, is also about celebrating the beauty around us, creating opportunities, spaces for more representation, creating spaces for more appreciation of people from different backgrounds and understanding that there are multiple paths to, uh, to, different, um, uh, to, different, to similar solutions, rather. 
So I would uh, love people to get to a place where, you know, instead of trying to say my way is better than your way, we could say, hey, we can come Mm -hmm. up with our way mutually, or we can both collaborate on a third different type of culture. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm, I'm, I'm promoting. Awesome, awesome. I think that's amazing. So I truly believe that youth should be exposed to different cultures while they are young. Why should global understanding be taught to youth? Why should global understanding be put to the youth? Yeah, be taught to youth. Oh, be taught to the youth? Well, I mean, globalization, digitalization, digital media, I mean, right now anybody could talk to um, someone from India would tweet, at, you know, from New York or vice versa. We're in, in a world where information has come to anyone. And so if you're not able to be culturally competent as to know what to deal, how to deal with different types of cultures, um, it, you know, it's to uh, a detriment um, business-wise, it's to a detriment, um, in the, in the, you know, individually in terms of uh, how you see the world. But also it, it doesn't allow you to connect with people that could be your friends and neighbors. And I also think on a larger scale, whether we're looking at the nationalism and what's happening in the elections with the election cycle here in America or the growing nationalism that's growing in Europe and, and, and Africa and South America, there mm-hmm. are increasingly uh, forces that are championing small-minded type of thinking. And so if we don't start to train more people to be exposed to differences, I sometimes I'm afraid that more people are going to be swayed by the idea of, um, you know, borderlistic type of thinking. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't belong to the air, so get away from here. And so I want us to uh, I feel like if you teach people at an early age, they are more um, likely to create a culture of belonging as opposed to uh, divide and conquer. Yes, yes, that is so powerful. We can't think small with this generation. So thank you for that. That's awesome. I, I think you said earlier that you loved Oprah and Nelson Mandela. Is there any other leaders that inspire you to do the work that you're doing today? Just for celebrating Black History Month. Oh, well, okay. Uh, okay, so let me think of uh, uh, Audrey Lord, Audrey Lord, uh, the late Audrey Lord, uh, feminist icon, um, queer feminist icon who uh, I recently discovered her work, but I've been fascinated. Wow. I've devoured a lot of her, like, her essays. Uh, as I was writing my book, and um, I, I would say her for sure. Uh, she's definitely an, an inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't awesome. think I don't think a lot of people talk about her enough. But yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So it looks like we're running out of time, but I do have one last question. So how are Please. you paying it forward? <laughs> well, no, I I love paying it forward. I'm part of as many mentorship programs as I can be. So I'm part of Big Brother Big Sister. And I love going into um, uh, neighborhoods where people might not have access to positive role models. I'm also uh, on the board of uh, Next Next Gen, which is an entrepreneurship summit for the next generation of leaders, as well as this uh, Women in Summit, which which is about bridging uh, the gaps in the technology world and providing opportunities for uh, women in STEM field. So. I'm always looking to, to give back in that way. And um, yeah. just by showing up and telling my stories, I've found that sometimes people yeah. feel seen when they see people that look like them saying something. Yes. So I don't take that responsibility very lightly. Wow. That's awesome. So before you leave, 
where can they find you? Your social media handles. <laughs> uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, so no at Tyrox. No, it's a pleasure. At, at Tyrox. Uh, so T-A-Y-O-R-O-C-K-S-O-N um, at Tyroxin everywhere on social media so Instagram, Twitter um, Tyroxin.com and the podcast is called As Told by Nomads Awesome, awesome and what we do here at Coaching Out Loud Podcast we have a power minute where you could give inspiration whatever you want to do in one minute are you ready? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> alright uh, Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, so I know that many of you right now listen to this podcast and probably at a crossroads. You're thinking, am I doing what I suppo- am I supposed to be doing? Am I doing what I said I wanted to do? And the thing that I want to tell you to do is that the first thing in order for you to ever achieve your dream is to decide that minute that that thought comes to your mind that you're going to take a positive action. So if it's, I'm going to, I always wanted to do to be a, a public speaker. You're going to enroll in the course right now because you've, you've determined that. You're going to say, you're going to change your, your inside talk to um, I wish to I am. And I think that the more you start to train your inner mind and inner gym to be more affirmative, the more likely you're going to be taking steps into your action. I think that we live in a lot of world, um, we live in a very reactive world, that doesn't like getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And so I want to encourage you all to, instead of just reacting to impulses, to take a moment to reflect and think about what you said you wanted to do and then commit to action by saying, I am, I will, and nothing will stop me. So commit to building you in the gym, and once you do that, uh, that mental strength will carry you forward despite whatever obstacles come to your way. Wow. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining us on our show today. You are awesome. Thank you for taking time just to answer questions and empower the listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Not a problem.